This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. Good morning, San Diego. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. We're going to be here for the next hour talking to you about all kinds of stuff going on in your yard and garden. Good morning, guys. Good morning, fellas. How are you? I'm good. Good morning. I'm good. Good morning. Looks like it's going to be another nice day out there. Oh, yeah. Yes, it is, but there's a heat warning, a heat advisory, heat, heat, heat. It's starting to get hot in my house, so I know it's... Uh, well, it was, uh-oh. you know, it was, yeah. it was hot. It it was hot in Poway yesterday, but it wasn't, uh, to me, it wasn't so much the heat. It was the humidity. It oh, was, no, don't. That's my, <laughs> I love that line. Well, it was so humid. It, it, you know, it's not so much the heat. It's a dry heat. It was, I, heat. I liked it. I enjoyed yesterday. Looking at the forecast, it's supposed to be hot from the mountains east. We're supposed to be still be okay. But you look at the maps and the pictures of the yeah. color zones and it's, oh, no, oh, no. Yeah. But if you're going to be in the mountains or east, it's hot. And for the rest of the county, yeah, it'll be nice. It's July. Yeah, it's July. Well, we went down to we went down to um, Point Loma last night and walked over to Pizza Nova for dinner, and it was it was beautiful on the water. I mean, it was really really nice. Just absolutely perfect evening. So was it, the it fog be... there or just no no fog cool. at all? Just clear clear, and it wasn't even really. The table that we got was wasn't wasn't completely in the shade, so I was as the sun started going down towards Point Loma, it started shining underneath the uh, umbrella and started hitting me, and it started getting warm. But it was it was it was beautiful. It was a really really a, per, a chamber of commerce um, evening in San Diego well, for sure. But then it changed a bit because I was down on the water on the midway for the 4th of July fireworks. Oh yeah. Right up the, on the bow. And I was freezing. Yeah. <laughs> it was, extra, it was cool. Jackets. On the, uh, yeah. We were, I was we, cold. We were down, we were down at shelter Island on, on the 4th and it, it, by the time the fireworks went off, it was, it was definitely cooling off. Right. Well, it so. gets heavy down there sometimes when, I mean, the moisture and there was a lot of moisture a in there. Wind. there was a there was a strong yeah. prevailing wind that was just it yeah. kept yeah, it, it cold gets, on the flight deck. Yeah, I mean it's much. Yeah, it cold. Gets, it George, does get cold. Well, yes, yeah, whatever cold. the word is, because it's not you're not you're in San Diego. It's not that cold, but oh, there were there were lots of people cold, that yeah. looked cold. I wasn't the only one. Oh no, I'm sure you weren't. How long did it take you to get out of there? Oh, way too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that's. I figured as much. The last time we went down to watch the fireworks, we were over. At, Harbor Island. We had some friends come down and meet us, and uh, they Ubered out, and they they couldn't they Ubered down. They couldn't catch an Uber where we were, so they walked to the Sheraton. Couldn't catch one there, so they walked to the airport, and they couldn't catch one at the airport. So they ended up just jumping in a cab, and it took them over an hour to get off a of Harbor Drive. Oh wow! Yeah. After they found the cab, or after they found the cab, plus wow. probably an hour of wandering around. Wandering around, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, it's, anyway, it's not a good place to be. No, uh, but the fireworks well. were spectacular. Yeah, they were. They were really nice. Um, and we did have a beautiful, clear night mm-hmm. overnight. Stars, planets. Did you guys notice this morning? I noticed it was clear this morning when I left. And I think we have zero percent of moon or some. I didn't see. No, any there moon. was no moon. Yes, yeah. there was no moon. But although Venus was in the west, I think it was. So. Yes, she was. Yeah. Uh, big day today in both stores. Uh, it's the return of in-person garden classes. Yes, yeah, say drum roll, please. Yeah. Uh, in San Diego, it's going to be houseplants with Ted, mm-hmm. and that's going to be at nine o'clock. Correct. Our regular schedule. And in Poway, it's going to be fruit tree care with Richard Wright, always a popular class, and that's going to be at nine thirty. Seating it, seating is going to be outside, um, and it may be limited uh, due to due to spacing. But uh, I would highly encourage if anybody wants to get out and and check it out, they are going to be that's starting. A, that's the thing is, you know, going back to house house plants have been huge. It's funny because my nephew, my nephew, and my niece came down to San Diego this weekend. And they're into gardening now. I mean, mm-hmm. they're into indoor plants, mm-hmm. which is something that I mean, you know, eighteen and twenty-one year old. I mean, it's not, but it, but it's amazing. And she was telling me last night that she thinks it was just online stuff from the pandemic, like not being able to go anywhere and do things. It's, I think that was a lot of it. Yeah, it was, and the rise of plant influence. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah um, she was crazy. She's got a bunch of plants. She. She lives in Palmdale. Is, is that she's moving back to Nashville. She's a, a nurse, and uh, she's not going to take a, a bunch of plants with her. So she's looking for somebody. I said, ah, uh-huh. I'm send them down here. It's not a big deal. You know, when I was growing up, we used to call them pushers. <laughs> And now they're influencers. Exactly. But, you know, we I've seen a, a fair number uh, or a larger number of younger couples, mm-hmm. younger kids coming in. And some of the, the young folks know far, far more about houseplants than I'll, than I'll ever know just at, because they have, they have a, a huge interest in it. It's, it's Absolutely. Truth, and the access to information. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're a little bit more savvy at getting information than I am. Like, what? they know exactly what they're doing, and I don't. So. Oh, that's, and they're all that, on their phones talking to their friends, showing them what they've found exactly. and making sure it's the, the right one. And That's like my niece, Gigi. Yeah. She's just totally tapped into that yeah. and knows exactly what's going on. My, my daughter, Jacqueline, too. She oh, came yeah. down yesterday to see what kind of plants we had, and that wasn't a, a priority many years no, ago. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah. And we actually have the whole we have actually have the whole schedule for the month next weekend the seventeenth in San Diego it's going to be summer vegetables with mm-hmm. Josh there is still plenty of time to plant oh, summer yeah. vegetables selections not quite as deep as it was two months ago two months right, ago yeah. but there's plenty of stuff that you can grow for a, a for a late summer crop um, in Poway it's going to be summer flowers with um, with Brian our uh, bedding buyer so. That will be a very good class. He'll give you some tips on putting new color or just freshening out the color that's in your yard. Uh, the 24th in San Diego, it's going to be shade plants with Jim, which I would imagine would cover pretty much all, yeah, all yeah. shade plants. So if you have a shady area in your yard, which can be kind of tricky sometimes, especially if you just don't want ferns growing there. Correct. Um, you want some color. You want some color, something like that. Um, check that out. That's in San Diego, <clears throat> 9 o'clock. And in Poway on the 24th, it's going to be organic insect control. And, George, you're going to be taking the stage for that one, I believe. I will be believe. doing that. So if you want to come in and put a face to uh, the voice you hear on the radio, although I don't know why you would, 
Um, I agree. You can, you can, yeah. you can I'll wear in. a mask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we, have, we haven't had classes since February or March of 2020. March. 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 I March. Think, I, yeah. Because I was gonna, I think it was the weekend like, before I was going to teach. It was the, like right out, right around Lord. The, our uh, St. Patrick's Day, right. somewhere right around there. Yeah, because yeah. the lock, the lockdown started on the sixteenth. Sixteenth, okay. So okay. it was <clears throat> the, I would imagine it was the previous Saturday, right? So that's crazy. Fifteen, fourteen, well, March how many, 14th. how many years in a row? I mean, how many years have you, as Walter Anderson's been doing classes? Classes? Since, oh God, I since the since the forties, at least yeah, I would say. Good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, wow. Let's see. But we're back. But we're back. Well, we'll see. Mm-hmm. For now. We'll, yeah. What do you mean? We'll see. Well, we haven't had the classes yet. Oh, well, fair enough. So a couple hours from now, then we're back. Okay. We're planning on it. Right? Yes. And then to finish out the month on the 31st in San Diego, Olivia is going to be teaching a Plumeria class. Those are always popular. Yeah, they are. So yeah. At one time, those were the most popular classes that we were that we were holding. Yeah, I don't know it's, if it's this time it'll be houseplants. It's going to be interesting to see how this... this the dynamics. Uh, the dynamics, what's changed, vegetables, fruit trees. I mean, I, I don't... We'll, we'll see. And then in Poway, 9.30 on the 31st, it's going to be Citrus Care with... Are David, both of you doing it? Yeah. Oh, I only had oh, your name down. I know. I, the tag I, team. We just it just happened while we were the Mutt and Jeff show. show. Yeah. Oh, okay. So if you want to see what David look like looks like, although I don't know why he would, exactly. uh, you can uh, come in and <laughs> come in and check that out as well. Yeah. So those are well. Uh, it's you nice can't to see, see it through my eyes. I can tell you that <laughs> yeah. we've got uh, we've we've got a. I think we've got, I think we've got a pretty good lineup. Those are those are some pretty popular classes. Yeah. Should uh, be interesting. Uh, see how they get out and about and get some questions answered, and uh, might even learn something. If you want to give us a call today, 888-344-1170 is the number. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. Um, we've noticed over the past over the past few weeks that um, availabilities on a lot of things are starting to are starting to come back. I noticed we're pretty much fully restocked. One of the things that we were really low on for a long time was um, the safer insecticides and fungicides. We're pretty much restocked on those now. So if you're looking for uh, good organic controls for your vegetable for your for your vegetables, uh, that's, Safe. Yeah. that's that's a that was it's been it's been around forever. Probably I think that's the one the oldest organic control yes. company that I can think of. I can't think of anybody that's older than that. Yeah. But Not that for, I know for a, for a long time though the only thing it. we could get was uh, the insecticidal soap. Correct. But now all the other ones are back. So if you need to pick up some organic controls for your garden, those those are now available. Citrus is starting to come back. We have a, a little bit, yeah. We've got a pretty good supply of citrus right now. We don't have a. There's not a lot of depth to it like there used to be. But I think we can pretty much get you something of and, what you're an looking orange, for. An orange, a tangerine, yeah. lemon, a lime. Mm-hmm. We right. have some of, of each of those right now. Yeah. We Not as have, many yeah. different varieties Correct. as we normally do, but we they're have, available. And fruit tree, lots of other avocados, too. I mean, we're doing pretty well in avocados. We've got quite a few avocados. Did you get any avos this week, the 15 I gallons? I think we did. Uh, we were supposed to, and I, they didn't. I, I, I emailed yeah. Javier, and no word. Uh, they were supposed to come in this week, so... Now okay. we'll push it back to yeah. next week. Exactly, but we'll 
double check. But five gallons, we've got a pretty we've got a pretty good selection yes. of them. In yes, the yes, we do. Right now. And they're and they're starting to look look like five better. gallons. Like they're, starting yeah, to look like five gallons. Pots, yeah. Growing up into they're, their they're starting to fill into the putting containers. their big boy roots on. <laughs> it's the truth. When you get them in, when they're that small, but that's all you can get. That's all yep. you can get. You get. You get. I agree. Yeah. And then um, milkweed is starting to Oof. be yeah relatively available as well yeah and it's blowing out it's you yeah. as fast it, as it, it comes it, in it goes it, it's almost worse than last year yeah as far and as I, the demand is concerned yeah but I it mean, started late true it it didn't it well, on thursday the first six people that came in bought they came in for milkweed i mean and, which is fine we had it but and we like, had a couple we had a couple of natives out there we had the true um Asclepias tuberosa. Uh-huh. We I can't. Who did those? Who did those come from? Uh, I can't remember. Southland or yeah. Um, yeah. Had the true tuberosa. There, there was the tropicals. Um, the we finally got some of the yeah. natives that are in that are large enough that you don't, you're not going to put it in the ground and it's going to immediately get wiped out. Which yeah. is what no, it'll do. take five or ten minutes. Exactly. It won't be immediate. <laughs> yeah, but it will happen. I put in three. I put in three of the court um, narrowleaf milkweeds into an area that we've been planting. Um, butterfly and hummingbird plants into and they sat there and they sat there and they were growing but the, it doesn't grow real fast not like the tropical one right and then sure enough one caterpillar got in and boom it was gone it was all gone i got an email from one of our reps yesterday and they have they were limiting the fascicularis the narrow mm-hmm. leaf native to 50 per and they were taking that limit off and he asked if I wanted some more. So we have oh. a lot of fascicularis coming next week. And we had fascicularis. We had a fair amount yesterday. out there at Poway yesterday. Yeah, we had, I think we got 100 or 150 of them in last week. So I, I don't know what's left. That's the thing. Like I said, they're just well, jumping pe- out. People are coming to, to buy those, you know, one or two plants to bring home because they have right. a, a handful of caterpillars. But often they're bringing home a handful of caterpillars in that yes. milkweed that they're so taking. Constantly fluttering yeah. around the nursery. That, that two-gallon that, two that we have at customer service has probably four or five caterpillars on it it's uh yeah it's pretty wild and then that one there was a one big one <clears throat> had gotten off of the i was looking for some place to pupate because it had gotten off of the big plant and went over to the <clears throat> one gallon plant and was crawling around under the rim of the one gallon plant now it's gone i don't know where it i went. think i there was one that that came off and was on the floor so i took him put him out on some plants outside oh, okay. in, the, in the butterfly garden that was probably the one that was on that he was it was a big one he was big yeah he or was she i don't know but yeah. I, I put her out looking in the, in, for a place to pupate right yeah. so she's out in the butterfly garden if you want to go look for her or him if you want to give us a call 888-344-1170 is the number you're listening to garden talk here on kcbq and kprz we're going to be back with more right after this Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. To the garden party, they all knew my name. 
And we're back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. We were talking about milkweeds before we left. Or, actually, if you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We would love to talk to you. Uh, we had a customer come in, I guess it's about a week ago, with a little bag with a little bag full of um, chrysalis, failed chrysalises. And you can tell when a chrysalis fails because they turn from that... Uh, turquoise blue green color to black uh if the if they're getting ready if they're getting ready to emerge the chrysalis turns clear and you can actually see the orange of the of the wings right and on the butterfly waiting to emerge but um the ones that they brought in had turned black and they were con- their concern was that we had that we had plants that had been treated uh, right with a pesticide and that's not the case. Uh, Correct. Those chrysalis that they brought in had been parasitized by there's a there's a wasp there's a parasitic wasp that will attack the chrysalises. Technid. Is it technid? Yeah. Yeah. That's per- or right. tea fly for short. Sure. So, um, as a matter of fact, we had one at the customer service counter that unfortunately perished. Perished because of it was yesterday because of right. that. I had a neighbor that was worried about that, and any time the once the chrysalids had formed, she would put them in a, a net inside a, a container, every one of them. And mm-hmm. it would be pretty tedious, to say the least, to, to do that, to save them all. I, I would think so. Uh, but my, my point of this whole thing is that if it gets to the point, or if you get, if they, if you get to the point where the caterpillars pupate and turn into a chrysalis and the chrysalis fails, it's not because the plant was treated. Right. They, they, have made they, it they it never would have made it to the chrysalis stage. I had Correct. a conversation right. with a customer yesterday about that, and she was asking if we're near water where the county is spraying things for mosquitoes. And, you know, there's lots of ambient insecticides and things happening. Your neighbors mm-hmm. are doing well, it's, things. It's and the truth. BT, the, the liquid or the dust, is going to go airborne. And... I'm pretty sure the county, when they spray the the watershed areas, are using BT. But it's a different strain, right? Because if they're well, doing mosquitoes, it's the I strain, not the K the, strain. Correct. But will it affect them at all? I, I don't believe so. Okay. I, think they, I, I don't. I mean, we could look it up and find out. But it I'm is pretty a BT. Sure it is a BT, but it's a different strain. It's the, and is, the, is, 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 is the I strain is yeah. the one that's for mosquitoes. Well, remember, we I mentioned, um, I think it, it might have been last week, about um, aerial spraying of the of the railroad right away, and the drift was over a hundred yards into oh, a tomato wow. field. So, I mean, it, yeah, it's, I can see that. Yeah. So, it, and you know, it, and if you're out in your if you're out in your vegetable garden using a hose end sprayer to spray Captain Jacks around, yeah. you might want to be very careful to make sure that it's yeah. not going to drift right. over into an, into your butterfly garden. Uh, unfortunately, those products don't know that difference between exactly. a caterpillar you want and one you, you don't like. Well, that's a lot of, uh, not to get into it too deeply, but a lot of the growers. Let's go shallow. Well, mm-hmm. the growers, I mean, that we deal with, they assure me that they don't spray the plants. They're putting it I in mean, different it's, houses, it's different a prob- sections it, of the property. It literally becomes a problem for them space-wise and all that stuff because they have to isolate it, move it, 
Yeah. So I mean, and, and I believe them. I'm not there. And I have they're no... often loaded with aphids. Yeah, yeah. So Typically I mean, they so, are. Yeah. I had a lady call the other day, wanted to return them because of the aphids, and I said, "Well, I said you're more than welcome to return it. It's fine." But I said, the... that, "That's a data point." That yeah, it's I was going to say that's um, that's telling you right now that it's not treated. We had somebody. And she's bring like, it. "Well, you know, that makes total sense to me now." She goes, "Well, I just thought I said we well, can wash them off." I mean. But yeah, but you know that said, spinosad and BT won't kill the aphids. That but nonetheless, correct. you know, yeah. it shows that they're they're not treated. Well, that's that's the thing is, but it, you know, you get the ten people out of the ten thousand we sell a year, you'll get ten people that'll call to say that you spread plant. But and you know, we had I, a we had a customer on Wednesday, I believe it is, came in with a little baggie with mm-hmm. a monarch caterpillar in it, and said, "I bought some plants and this ate them." And yeah. the plant's gone. What can I treat it with? Yes, and then I said, well, what's the plant? And he, he had a name for it that I wasn't familiar with. It was a, a cultivar. And so he showed me the tag, and it's an Asclepia. Mm. I said, oh, that's a milkweed. That's, that's why people buy to. these. Yeah. You know? yeah. And he was shocked. He had no idea. Well, it's funny. I've had a couple of people like that, too. It's like, well, I didn't know I was going to get that. If I knew that, I wouldn't, buy, I wouldn't right. have bought them. Right. Well, that's like, what well, I, I, I mean, most people, that's why they buy them. I, most I, people. Yeah. I had I had a customer come in, a, a lady come in, and she was irritated that she bought milkweeds because she wanted to attract monarch cat or monarch butterflies to her yard, but the caterpillars ate them all. So, well, that that's, huh. that I mean, that's the so circle of life. That's the so, problem. So it yeah, yeah. That's 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 exactly how that's supposed to work. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it, but again, it's we do get the people that call about the it's sprays. The, it's like the number the number of. The number of people that call and question whether a whether a milkweed has been treated is insignificant yeah, compared yeah, compared yeah. to compared to the number of milkweed that we sell. And I will tell you that we, as a company, never treat milkweed. Correct. We, for the most part, we don't treat anything that's within the store. Correct. I mean, if it's if it's infested that bad, it's not economically. Um, yeah, it's not economically get rid of it or back feasible to, to yeah. make it work. So we we just don't we just don't spray. Correct. Uh, we'll pull things off the shelf if they get infested, uh, so that it's not you're not taking. And again, the, the, we don't pull the Sclepius when they get no. infested. I mean, we. I mean, that's again, no, that's, a, like George said, a, a proving an, point to you know it's not it's things a, aren't sprayed. It's a canary in the coal mine. Yes, for that. Uh, so. Anyway, there. If you need if you need some milkweed for your yard, I would. We have them. I would get some, but I wouldn't wait a long time. We have other, I, we have I don't, other plants too for nectar, a, nectar sources. For, for nectar sources, yeah. Right. For the if, butterfly themselves. Yeah. Right. If you're if you're not if you're not looking for, Ooh. if you don't if if you don't want your butterfly garden to get wiped out by monarch caterpillars, don't buy milkweed. But there's a lot of other things that you can buy that you can put into your yard that will um, attract monarch. But butterflies, they're, but they're only destroying the milkweed. So if you put it out there, they're not going to destroy the everything plastic. that's around yeah. it. That's true. a valid, yeah. yeah. Valid so point. I mean, that's, they, that's their host plant for the larva. That's where they have to lay their eggs. And you know, the one of the things that I've been adding to my yard, especially in the butterfly and um, the butterfly and hummingbird garden, is some of the native salvias. And Musa Creek grows some unbelievably beautiful native salvias. Mm-hmm. It's not just the hot lips and the different Greg eye, um, no, different Greg eye. Clevelandi uh, eyes. There's some of the, the Cle- some of the Clevelandi eyes are just, are yeah. just gorgeous. Nice and fragrance too. I got one that's actually a ground cover. It only gets about a foot tall. I can't remember which one it was. And it's a beautiful ground cover, nice and silver, very dense, but it doesn't flower that much. 
huh. unfortunately. So there's too much of it now. I'm going to have to leave it there. But uh, but I've been adding adding stuff to it. No, uh, almost weekly I find something else at the store, and we've got a lot of we've got a lot of monarchs and hummingbirds coming into the yard now. It doesn't take much to get them to no, get them, get them on around. track, get them yeah. started. No, absolutely. Uh, 888-344-1170 is the number if you want to give us a call. Uh, what else we got to talk well, you know, about Before today? we leave butterflies, yeah. today, uh, this week's Wednesday Wisdom was on butterfly gardens. I missed it this yeah, week. Yeah, so it was on butterfly gardens and, 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 and making your whole yard a butterfly garden interspersed with your other plants as opposed to a separate little entity unto itself. Oh, you I know. did, I, yeah, I did see that, Because a lot of yeah. people, you know, they put this little butterfly garden and then the milkweed gets eaten and it looks cruddy and they go, ah, I don't want this, but... You know, you can, you you can, can take, incorporate you, the whole thing. Yeah, you incorporate it. nectar plants and host plants for the different butterflies you want to attract. And just spread the it yard out. And just put them everywhere the so they yeah. can be hidden as they decline and such. You know, I put in lantana just because yes. it was very easy. Love the heat. Blooms like crazy. Very low water. And butterflies low like water. it. And butterflies like it. So right. actually I interspersed a butterfly garden with my fruit trees. So we're good. Good on you. We're good. And I have a, I have a native salvia that I put in last Last spring that we got Wait, from. Which one? That's an excellent question. I don't uh, know, I but put it's, the, it's I put only... the white sage, the Appiana, in. Okay. And I like it. It's a pretty. It's, it's a pretty plant. Yeah. It's only a couple of feet tall, but it, it's one to two feet tall, and it's finishing up blooming. I think it's the nature of the beast. They're spring bloomers. Oh, could when be. When they get their water, and then they shut down for summer. Although, if you water them during the summer, they look good for a yes, much longer do. period of time than I if you let them go dormant. I'm just not sure if they're going to bloom still. But they do uh, my look. Up, my upright look ones. Basically. My upright ones are still blooming. It's the it's that low growing one that hasn't been doing much. And then the, I had that bed filled with nasturtium, and I before I planted the salvias and stuff in there, I pulled all the nasturtiums out. But there were like I don't know about half a million seeds left. Yes, over. I was yeah. gonna say. So now I'm it. once you get it we, there. Now I'm weeding nasturtium. Yeah, on, on an and you will for the rest of your life. I, for yeah. the rest for the rest of my life. Yeah. And you can only eat so much in the but, salad. But you know, God, that's a great. That's a if you have an area that you want to yeah, just cover. Want to cover yeah. and do it quickly, and you don't care if it keeps reseeding. Coming back, and yeah, that's a that's a fantastic plant. I, yep. I'm doing that with castor bean at my folks' house. That's that's another one that just the sprouts just keep coming. They got rid of all the plants that were around there, but the seeds every time something gets <laughs> watered, there's sure another hundred. So. Are you gonna start making ricin or something? Exactly. I guess so. <laughs> no, I'm gonna. <laughs> Hope that somebody removes them, not me. And 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 hopefully you won't get a call from the FBI over that comment. Exactly. So DEA. If if you want well, to give us anyone's getting the call, it should be you. <laughs> you you refer to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not the one with the castor. Yeah. Castor being a plantation in my backyard. Uh, if you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. When I got to the garden party, they 
Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, George Ullman. Did we have a follow-up for the milkweed? Discussion? Yes. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. Those beautiful, those yeah. beautiful, soft, friendly, wonderful, nice monarchs. Oh, that, that everybody Dancing wants to grow. Head. Yes, come land on me. Be my friend. Uncle Remus. What what about them, George? Well, they're very they're very territorial. Uh, so that's you know if if they start claiming an area, they're going to beat each other up to get to that. But also they're cannibalistic. So once those uh, caterpillars hatch, they will take care of some of their siblings. Emerge emerge is the correct word. So when they emerge, they will um, get rid of some rivals. You know, they, uh, how, how do they do they that? They get rid George? of competition. They they they. Had, I don't know, Friday eggs for breakfast in some way. Do they flit their wings extra fast and say, go away? Do they create a breeze to blow them another? This is the caterpillar. The caterpillars eliminate, they'll eat the eggs off of the uh, plant. Do they do it intentionally or they just don't know that that's an egg that was part of the Just mow through it? According to the the, uh, North American Butterfly Association, that's who we referenced in this week's Wednesday Wisdom. Naba Naba, for short. Exactly, Naba for short. They actually, they say that they're cannibalistic and they eat them purposely to eliminate the competition it doesn't seem to happen on most plants of people i know because they usually have a bunch enough, of caterpillars uh, un- yeah, unless they would have a bunch more <gasps> a bunch or more far more had they not been eaten gotcha okay i guess that's a fair and how do they how do they defend or what do they do to territorialize that, that i don't know I, you know it's it's, it's interesting I mean, I, it made me want to watch more closely when i see them coming to plants to see what kind of well, I've seen monarchs getting into groups or pairs or something, and they're they're right. But that might not be competition. Well, I know. I was wondering, <laughs> and I've always thought it not to be competition, right. but maybe it is. It might be. It might be death, you know, death the battles. Butterfly Olympics. <laughs> yeah, that would be an okay. I'm glad we went here after the yeah. break because you know, <laughs> radio would not have been the same, and people would not have been as smart if they hadn't heard that last five minutes or four. Agreed. Oh, no, now they know. I know. They've got to the more take, you know. The more you know. Uh, if you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. Uh, we got a we got a big load of um, Talansias in this week, uh, which are a really interesting plant, part of the bromeliad family, one of my, probably my favorite family of plants out of all the different plants that are out there. The bromeliad? Uh, bromeliads. Okay. I, and I love them. What are Talansias? absolutely love them. Air plants. air plants is the other name for them, but they're technically not air plants. Uh, you know, down in the, in their natural habitat, yes, they can grow without additional water. But in yeah, in, they're, when they're when they're repatriated up here, they're going to need some care. They're going to need some misting, or they're just outright water. Um, a good rule of thumb is the more silver they are, the less water they require, because those silver scales that are on all Talansias, whether you can, whether they're visible to the naked eye or not, I think I think the term is trichome, and the they absorb the water out of the air. That's where they get the term air plant. The root system on those plants 
is mostly an anchoring system and not a um, not for uptake of water um, or nutrients. Uh, they're usually the best way to feed them is to foliar feed them. They will take some nutrients up through the root system, but not like your normal, not like your normal plant. And we have a, we normally have a, a small selection of them as far as varieties, but there are almost over 600 different species of Talensia. It is the largest genus in bromeliads. And they go from little teeny yeah. thumb-sized plants up to, well, up to some that are um, 6, 8, 10 inches across or more. And some of them are fragrant when they bloom. Yes, they uh, are. A lot, there yes. are a number of them that are fragrant uh, when they bloom, and one of them that's extremely fragrant when it blooms and people don't realize it's a Talansia, is Spanish moss. Mm. It's not a moss at all. It's a it's a Talansia. Uh, and it has a little teeny flower on it that's about the diameter of a pencil. Um, three three petals, and it's a beautiful emerald green flower, but they're nocturnally fragrant. But you get a, like back in Florida, you get a giant oak tree that's full of, that's full of uh, Spanish, moss, Spanish yeah. moss. And in the evenings, the, the fragrance is just, amazing or really pretty my house in rancho penasquitos i have a big batch of it hanging from a pecan tree which is kind of southern as well and it started out as this little stuff that i swept off the floor when we were cleaning up and i just threw it in the corner of a tree and it is it's been there for five years and it's massive yeah it 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 gets really big it really does and you know how much care it takes none zero once in a while i spray it with the hose when i'm out there um but we got yeah. some. We got no, some beautiful. No food. Uh, I have fed it with uh, okay. a watered down fish emulsion, but over five years, I probably have done that three times. <laughs> yeah, that's not very often. No, no, okay. that's something you can handle. Maybe less than once a year. Yeah, you could probably handle that type of care on a plant. Yeah, might be pushing it, but I do have some <laughs> Talansias at home that are still alive. So the Spanish moss or some of the other species. Yes. Okay. Los yeah. dos. Yeah, a lot of them because they. They don't take much care, and they're harder for me to croak by not watering them or not caring for them. And we just got in a wider selection than we normally have and some larger plants, and it is really a neat family. And because of of how versatile it is, you can just go throw it in a tree like you did with the moss. You can do that with all of the plants. True. Or throw them into a wire basket and hang that in the tree, and they'll grow through the whole thing. Or you can put, just wire it onto the tree and wire some sphagnum moss around the base to encourage Give the some, roots to yeah. to come out. The softer the wood that they, um, could, the softer the substrate that they're going to root into, the faster that they will take hold. Uh, cork bark is a great way to mount them, and we just got some. That's the first time we've had cork bark in in a long time, but we got some and some cork bigger canisters. bigger chunks of it some too, bigger pieces. Uh, works really really well, and the nice thing about that is it's almost. It's almost equivalent to a potted plant. You can put it on the cork bark, go yeah, and hang it up somewhere. Wall, yeah. uh, and if you decide you want to move it, you pull it off of the wall and go stick it somewhere else. So it's a they're very very versatile in um, in that regard. Yeah, and typically they're like a bright shady area. I mean, they don't want to be in the hot sun. Typically. No, there's I I can't think of any that yeah prefer. I mean, a little bright in, light in every our, once in a while is in, not in, a problem, but, in yeah. our climate, I can't think of anything that yeah. any of them that would that would thrive in full sunlight. Correct. You know, they might survive, but I I can't think of any that yeah. would um, that would thrive. So, if you want to add some interesting color to, and the the other thing too is once you get one, you're going to end up with 
yeah, a lot of a them. lot of them. A yeah. clump because they, they, yes, they pop they out right. They're they're terminal flowering. So once the main plant flowers, um, it's going to slowly decline and eventually die. But they will send out pups uh, from underneath. I know I had a I had a bergerai at one time that was that was a just a solid sphere that was about eighteen inches across. Wow! And when it would bloom, it was spectacular because all the little blue Everything flowers would flew, come out yeah. all over it and then those would slowly die and the next round of pups would come out and it would supersede the original one and it would just get, slowly get bigger, layer bigger. upon layer and at that point it's probably a couple hundred plants oh, yeah. that are making up the clump oh yeah all the hundreds i'm sure of tips and each of those could be divided off and started as a new correct a new individual plant. Plant. yeah and if you ever go back to disney world and you go to Disney's Animal Kingdom, you'll see a lot of specimen Talanzias back there that we were able to provide for them. Are they, right. But they're not the original plants because they probably flowered, died, and have made new pups. Well, I, would I would hope so. But I would <laughs> suggest to you that if that is the case, then it still is the original plants because they're still growing. Right. Well, you wouldn't correct. say as a tree grows... Well, if the tree died and it was a sibling of the tree or a... a it it a, continues on the same yeah, stem. True. As, as it turns out, we had supplied a bunch of staghorns to uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom. While Superbum. It was in, or Superbums, while it, was, while it was under construction. And the landscape architect for the park, who happened to be a friend of ours, said he needed some specimen Talanzias, and David and I were... He had come from Disneyland, right? He used to be the landscape architect. He did all Disneyland. kinds of stuff because he did he did the L.A. County Museum of Art when you and I yeah, brought delivered. the yeah. delivered the giant bamboo Bamboos, up there for yes. um, So we'd worked on we'd worked with him on a on a few different projects, but he he needed he needed a bunch of big specimen talansias, and David and I had just happened to be at one of our wholesalers in North County, and they were getting rid of a bunch of. Specimen Talansias. Hanging on cork, big clumps, big colonies. Giant clumps. And so we, I can't remember if we took pictures of them and sent them to them, or I think we took pictures and sent them and told them what the price was. And he, God, I don't even remember. He just gave us a a dollar amount. Yeah, Yeah. just send send me this many. And we went up and we had a. We filled up the back of the truck. We filled up the back of the truck. It was a a 12-foot flatbed with. Uh, the three foot side gates on it, and it was full to the top of the gates. And wow. we brought them back and packed them up in Ecky ship in, in Ecky boxes. I think it was. no, we really? I think we made some kind of a raised pallet, and we put crossbars across it so they were hanging. Oh, is that how we did? I it? think God, so. And I then can, they sent a truck I, to come pick them up. Well, you know, yeah. I've heard this story before, and what what I still struggle with is that when you say Talansias, I would think Florida would be a great place to get them. And, and you would have thought so. And, yeah. and, and they're using it in Disney World in Orlando, and yet they you got know, them here in San Diego. Most people sell individual plants or small colonies or small clusters, but these were large, old chunks that had been growing on cork for years, years if not years decades. And, years. and I, I have one in my backyard right now that is one of those original ones it's hanging on about a three-foot-long strip of uh, cork. And I'll tell you all about it <laughs> when we come back. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We'll be back with more right after this. 
Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. When I got to the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same. But it's all right now. I learned my lesson well. You see, you can't please everyone, so you got to please yourself. And we're back. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And David, you want to finish the story that you were uh, telling? Not, not really. I'm starting to fall asleep over here with that story. But it's a long clump of Edith A, and there's probably, I said, 50 or more tips. There's probably 100 or more tips on it. And it's taken care of itself. I hose it down once in a while. I've never fed it. Um, bird droppings, leaves dropping into it, and decaying have probably given it a little bit of food. But they take care of themselves. Has it flowered for you? Oh, it flowers all the time. Yes. And I think they're starting to bloom right now. It's a, I think it is the orange one and the red is more common, or I think it is the red one and the orange is more common. I'm not sure. Um, but all I have done with all of those, they're under my Tipuana Tipu, which is a nice open, airy tree that lets mottled light through. So Tillandsias love it. Staghorns love it. Orchids love it. It's a great place to to hang those kinds of things. It, it, that gives you an idea of the type of light that they like. And that plant is probably, that cluster, you're going to tell me it's not that old because it terminally flowered, which we'll have that discussion another time. <laughs> um, but it's probably 20 or 30 years old. It has to, Actually, it, ha, it's, it precedes the nursery mm-hmm. in Poway, so it's well over 20 years. Yeah, probably between 25 and 30 years old. Yeah. Uh, and, George, you had mentioned that when you looked it up, Edith A. is a cliff dwelling. It's a cliff dwelling one from Bolivia. Yeah, so, yeah. so typically, typically Tillandsias are epiphytic, meaning that they grow on trees. They're not parasitic. They're epiphytic. They use the tree only for an anchor and support. But a cliff dwelling one would be a xerophytic plant, meaning that they grow on rocks. So a lot of times what will happen then is the roots will take hold in the cracks where there happens to be a little bit of dirt or uh, debris, and that's what gets them going. Like what we call weeds. Kind of. Yes. Kind of. There's some variety. There's some varieties of Tillandsia that I've seen pictures of out in the wild where it's like a blanket over a rock or whatever substrate they happen to be growing on. They're, they're fascinating plants. Really, really pretty plants. And I, I would imagine in some of the places where they – are native to that they probably are weeds. Oh, just uh, taking well, over. Well, you, there's um, it's to some. Correct. I was going to say because it, it isn't a weed anything that you uh, an undesirable plant. You could have an apple tree that showed correct. up in your it garden that you didn't plant you and it's considered it. a weed. Yeah. Well, in the south they'll gr- they grow on power lines. Yeah. 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 They will attach themselves to power lines. And it's there's another one. It's not um it's not the Spanish. It's not Spanish moss. It's a, it's another 
there's another variety that, that's notorious for doing that, attaching itself to utility poles and uh, utility lines and things like that. And it's just the seed blowing through. The seed's, the seed's very lightweight and plumous, and they're carried mostly by the wind. In the greenhouse that we were wandering through this week, there were lots of seedlings. You could see the, the little sprouts on other plants because mm-hmm. the seeds just blow through just the blow greenhouse around. and then light on something and start growing. And right. grow, growing them from seed is a, uh, is a labor of love and patience, patience. patience. because they start out very even the biggest even the biggest plants start out very, very small from seedling. so that's why a lot a lot of the propagation is done by uh, division. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to go down to Chula Vista where Alan is waiting. Good morning, Alan. How are you? Good morning, guys. Doing good. What's I up? thought, geez, I'm sitting here for 45 minutes thinking if I don't call in, these guys might show up for work Monday and say, I think we need to take the show off here because <laughs> no one's calling in. We, we were worried about you, Alan. Yeah. We were worried. Yeah. Hey, I, I've got a, a couple of questions. Uh, generally, do, do ornithologists know what attracts uh, monarch butterflies to milkweed? Uh, ornithologist? That would be a that would be a bird scientist. I think you. Well, oh, that's would, a bird guy. Okay. An entomologist is probably what you would be looking for. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, I'm sure they do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that what it is that they think it is, but I'm guessing it's the the color or a fragrance or you know a scent. Did you guys watch that video? The uh, documentary. Okay, there's a great documentary that might give you some insight. What what is that documentary it's about? Called, well, it's called Amazing Plants and it's uh it's from 2009, so it's a little bit dated, but it has a lot of uh, experiments showing some of the uh, defense mechanisms of plants and what attracts insects to plants and but they didn't speak specifically of monarchs, so. What was the one you were telling me about daughter? Uh well, uh, daughter the weed, not yeah, mine. the D O D D. Yeah. So daughter the the parasitic Vine that that gets, orange, yeah, broomy yeah. vine it's that you all see over in the Lake East County. Poway. I see yeah. it up in Lake Poway. Uh, that particular plant, there's some studies that indicate that it may find the plant that it wants to go to through scent. And they, they did a little experiment where they, they had a tomato plant. It, it's interesting. And they, and they had a tomato plant and tomato plant scent. And they covered the tomato plant so it, you know, it couldn't get to or smell it, but it was there. And this daughter came up out of the ground, high-speed photography, and it went over and went to where, like, basically the, the tomato pheromone was and was attracted to that. Interesting. It's, it's very interesting. Is that why daughter is always, when I'm out hiking, this orange plant is always chasing me down the trail. That might be <laughs> it, because obviously you're walking really slow. And, and, <laughs> it's very slowly. And you do have a, a scent. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you know, Alan, one thing that's interesting that I, I learned this at the, uh, when I was visiting a butterfly conservatory, they... The gardens were absolutely beautiful, but and there were butterflies everywhere in the garden. But every one of the plants that was in bloom in the garden was not a host plant for the butterflies that were there. The butterflies were feeding off of them and moving around, but the butterflies could tell that it was not a host plant. And if it's not a host plant, they won't lay their eggs. That's how they. Keep, that's how the garden looks so great. Is they plant they plant all kinds of stuff that the butterflies will not lay their eggs on. So they can they can tell the difference between a host plant, they can tell the difference between a host plant and just a plant that they can use for food uh, or nectar. Yeah, it is interesting. I I, I watch them, admire them out in the in the backyard when I'm out there working, and they'll kind of flit around and they go toward 
something like a tree or whatever, and then they kind of flit around, they move on. And then sometimes they, they just quickly leave and go to their neighbor's yard and probably do the same thing. So they're, they're just kind of searching, I suppose. Yeah. It's uh they're, they're uh very interesting insects to, to say the least. They're, they're pretty, pretty fascinating. Uh, I'm looking at George cause normally he would have looked this up. Well, I'm just thinking that's going to be, a, that's going to be a research that you're, it's not going to be a quick, it could take quick, it like three seconds no, to see. It's going to be, it's be on, 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 is it sight or scent? It's going to be scholarly articles somewhere. Okay. Otherwise, if it's a garden blog, it's just somebody's opinion. So I have to find it on a scholarly well, article. For, all right. All right. Sorry, Alan. It's probably from either the way they look or the way they smell. We'll get an answer. Or, or something else. Yeah, it'd be interesting if you guys find out anything to, to mention it on the air. It's just a fascinating thing to watch. Yeah, we'll, take a, we'll do some research this week, and hopefully we'll have an answer for you next week. Okay, good. Thanks a lot. Okay. Thanks, Alan. Have a great weekend. Thank you, you too. Okay, Bye. take care. George, you have a homework assignment. That's easy. Right. I, I enjoy that stuff, so. Yeah. Uh, once again, uh, classes start up again at both stores this week in San Diego at 9 o'clock. It's going to be houseplants with Ted, and in Poway, it's going to be fruit tree care with Richard Wright at 930. Uh, both should be popular classes, so uh, you Get there early. I would get there Cup early, and both of them are going to oh, both of the. We don't do coffee anymore, yeah. do we? Classes are going to be. Forgot about that. Yeah. Well, I was going to oh. ask. There might be coffee. Yeah, there, yeah. Uh, the classes are in both stores going to be held outside. Correct. In the, uh, yeah. In the fresh air, uh, and next week it's going to be summer vegetables with Josh in San Diego at nine o'clock, and summer flowers in. Poway with Brian at nine. Okay, I don't know if this is true or not because it's online. But monarchs find milkweed using their sense of sight and smell. Their sensory, their sensory receptors. Well, that kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Well, that's yeah. what he said. Well, yeah, yeah, I would think so. Okay, and we'll get more into it to to Next find the, the yeah the, the real the more reasons. the more technical information. Yes. yes. Yeah. So tune tune in next week for George's report. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We'll be back next Saturday morning at 6 o'clock with another hour of Garden Talk. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery.